Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. And this week, something Kentucky is well known for when it comes to the world of sports. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. When it comes to sports, if you talk to anyone outside of Kentucky as to what Kentucky is known for, they'll likely say, number one, the Kentucky Derby. Number two, our basketball tradition, both on the collegiate level and high school level. Not that we aren't good in other sports, but basketball reigns at the top. But we're also known for the Louisville Slugger baseball bat, which has quite a history. Hillary and Bradsby Company owns Louisville Slugger. The bat is still made in Louisville for many a professional baseball player. And I thought we'd take a closer look at it this week, the history of the Louisville Slugger. For that, I went to Rick Redman, an executive with Louisville Slugger Company, Hillary and Bradsby, and a longtime employee there. So here's the beginning of our conversation. What do you think is the most interesting artifact or bat or what have you that you have at the museum? Oh, without question, it's the Babe Ruth 1927 uh, bat from uh, that year that he hit his record 60 home runs in a 154-game season, uh, which, you know, uh, was done on just beer and hot dogs, as we like to say. <laughs> no, no foreign substances involved in uh, the Babe's record, as far as we know. Uh, but that particular bat uh, is is really interesting because when you look around the old oval Louisville Slugger, Hilrick and Bradsby made in USA Louisville, Kentucky logo, there are 21 notches carved around the logo, and like an old West gunslinger, uh, the Babe carved a notch on that bat. Uh, you know, for every home run that he hit with it. And then the bat cracked, and, and once it cracked, he sent it back to to us here at Hillwick and Bradsby, Louisville Slugger, with uh, with a letter and with instructions to duplicate this bat because obviously he was having tremendous success with it. I think one thing a lot of fans don't realize is back many years ago, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, what have you, they swung a much heavier bat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have all the records. It all started in 1884, but the company did a great job of keeping records of all the orders that these great players, uh, you know, entered here, you know, when they ordered bats. And we go back and look at at Babe Ruth's uh, records for ordering bats from us. you know, there there are instances where he ordered bats that were 38, 39 ounces. Uh, there are a few instances where he ordered bats that were even over 40 ounces, like 41, 42 ounces. Uh, the belief is that those really heavy bats were ones that he used to train with, um, you know, because back in those days, there weren't any donuts, you know, like <laughs> players do today. They have a, a donut they put on, you know, on the 
the handle of the bat and it goes down to the barrel and it gives them a little extra weight when they're swinging and, and warming up and loosening up. But, you know, back in those days, they didn't have that. So they would have a heavier bat to swing and train with or loosen up. And so so some of those were for that. But uh, but even the bats that the babe used in competition were often 36, 37, 38 ounces. And um, you just wonder how in the world did he get that bat around up to a 38-ounce bat for Babe Ruth back in his day. And Redmond says the typical major leaguer today has about a 32-ounce bat. It's rare someone might go up to 33, but that's still five ounces lighter than what Babe Ruth used. And that's a major difference in bats today as compared to years ago. Do you know of any player who was like, I don't know, super protective of his bat, didn't want anybody to touch it, nobody use it, slept with his bat, <laughs> you know, crazy, crazy stuff like that. Yeah, we've we've heard those kind of stories, uh, you know, uh, over the years that there, there were guys who didn't want uh, anybody, you know, touching their particular bat or, or using their bat. Ted Williams was very particular about his bats. Uh, he didn't really like anybody using his bats, you know, among the greatest hitters of all time, if not the greatest hitter of all time. And the last to bat over 400 at 406 in 1941, which also happens to be the same year that Joe DiMaggio had his 56-game hit streak with his Louisville Slugger. So what a year that was. And uh, the word always was that, that Ted was extremely particular about his bats and, and didn't really want anybody else using them. But, you know, on, on the flip side, DiMaggio wasn't so much that way. Uh, we've got one of Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak bats in the Louisville Slugger Museum, and that bat actually was in the hands of his Yankee teammate, Tommy Heinrich. Uh, DiMaggio had, had allowed Heinrich to use his bat and um, and Heinrich ended up with that bat, uh, and that's where we acquired it. What player do you know of who had, I don't know how to put it, other than the biggest love affair with his bat, that it was, like, sacred to him? Yeah, I would say that that would have to be Derek Jeter. Derek was uh, really the, the most loyal uh, you know, customer that Louisville Slugger ever had, and he was passionate about his bat, never changed, and he was as loyal as loyal to be, and was passionate about his bat model, and uh, and used that P72 every single time he stepped into the batter's box, and of course, uh, you know, won all those World Series and MVPs, and you know, went in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, we don't have to. <laughs> tell everybody about what Derek Jeter did or what he meant to the, the game of Major League Baseball. So um, most uh, most passionate guy about that bat. And, uh, you know, I think it's really cool for, for us and for folks across uh, Kentucky that that particular model came out of Elizabethtown. So what he means by saying it came out of Elizabethtown is the first player to use that particular bat model was from Elizabethtown a guy by the name of Les Pinkham. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson. 
This week we've been talking about the history of the Louisville Slugger baseball bat. And when Louisville Slugger designs a new bat, one they've never designed before as far as the specifications, they name that bat after the person they designed it for. So there's a bat called the P-72, and it's named for Les Pinkham. Les Pinkham is from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. He never made it to the majors. He was a catcher in the Reds organization, made it as far as AAA. But the P-72, the P stands for Pinkham, and 72 stands for the 72nd person in Louisville Slugger history with the last name P to have a bat designed for them. So anyway, his bat never became famous because he never made it to the majors. At least it didn't become famous with him. But it became famous later on. That's because Derek Jeter started using his bat from day one, from when he entered the majors. Throughout his career, he used the P-72. Les Pinkham, who passed away back in 2009 at the age of 77, never made his bat famous, but Jeter did. And even though Les Pinkham never made it to the major leagues, that doesn't mean he didn't have a successful life. In the late 70s, he opened an auto dealership in Elizabethtown, very successful auto dealership, one that is still thriving today. And by the way, if you would like to visit Louisville Slugger Bat Factory and Museum, you can do so. The best way to find out information about them is to visit their website, and that is sluggermuseum.com. Again, sluggermuseum.com. You can get the price of admission, uh, days and hours, and all that information you would need. That'll do it for the show this week. I'm Gary Fogle, and you've been listening to Kentucky Sports Memories.